Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Fish in a Barrel. It was written by Phil Anderson and Nick Holland, and it's part of a series called Seeds of Terror. You can purchase it from DriveThruRPG. Our keeper for this evening is David Gasway, and this is a one-shot. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. David? Thank you, Tom. Uh, it's Chicago on Friday, October 6th of 1922. And a group of friends are getting together as they do every couple weeks or so at a speakeasy on the north side of town called The Barrel, operated by a fellow called Fisherman Doyle. Uh, the Barrel is special to them in a number of ways. And tonight's a special night because one of the group, Philip Olson, uh, who met a gallerist here at the Barrel a couple of weeks ago, uh, got a letter today uh, inviting him to a meeting to arrange for a solo show next year. And so this old group of friends are in high spirits and have had some spirits already uh, as it's well into the evening. Um, would each of you introduce yourselves briefly so that listeners have a sense of the gang. Most oh, Ali, who do you want to go first? Why don't you, Eleanor? All right. Um, I'm Eleanor Richards. I am by professional linguist. I speak multiple languages, Latin, Greek, uh, French, most of the Romance languages I have a, a good working with. Um, um, I mean, I'm not really that interesting a person. I just enjoy the nightlife and I enjoy art. I'm a big fan of Philip. Uh, his, uh, I've got one piece, one charcoal piece from him called The Veil that really resonates with me. Um, and these are my friends. Uh, Philip, why don't you, you go next? Philip Olson, student of the occult and artists, a devout follower to Thelema, the uh, beliefs of Aleister Crowley, and what actually makes his money out of the paintings and the art, etc. Uh, he spends a lot of his time just uh, hanging out in and around the barrel and sketching a lot of daily life surroundings before he gets a big idea. Uh, I am uh, Rafael da Costa. I am a work for a financial analyst firm, and I am uh, not too uh, humble to say that I am the best financial analyst they have there running their uh, their risk management tables. I find it ironic I, w I work there because I believe that the uh, financial uh, sector is exploiting the working class and that it should be uh, torn down. I think uh, Marx and Lenin had the right I idea and that I'm happy that the revolution in glorious Russia is coming to an end. Dr. Celia Jackson, um, a researcher in mathematics, um, currently working with the University of Chicago um, on some promising new theorems. Uh, Celia's got a very analytical mind and um, while enjoying the company of very artistic people, doesn't really get it. I'm Harry O'Brien and I am a jazz pianist at the top of my game. You can see the ambition in my eyes. I reek of cigarette smoke. Uh, I am disheveled. 
my my clothes they barely fit and i've got a five o'clock shadow you may have seen me in numerous speakeasies and uh other shows in the nightlife very good thanks uh actually the whole place reeks of smoke um <laughs> the barrel is an interesting and unique night spot uh the prices are reasonable the place is clean and well maintained uh which means the overflowing ashtrays and spittoons are emptied on the hour. Uh, the tables are scarred, but they get wiped down uh, and the place is aired out. It's on the second floor uh, of a building above a general store that's, you know, 90% front to it. You go up through the store at night and up the stairs in the back and you say hello to Big Ed uh, at the door and he lets you in. Uh, and pretty much everybody is welcome at the barrel. Uh, there's some very, very bad gin for a dime if you're on the down and outside. Uh, most of the uh, liquor and the two house bottle beers are a quarter apiece, tall drinks, 35 cents. There's also something on offer at the barrel that you can't get anywhere else. And they just call it the juice. Uh, it's not on a bottle behind the bar. It's under the bar. And you have to kind of be somebody to know to ask for it and to be served it even if you do. You guys are regulars at the barrel and have been for the last year or so. Sometime in there, uh, Fisherman Doyle introduced the juice and you've tried to pin him down on it. He can't tell you what's in it. But what it's like is it's, it's amber in color, so you expect it to taste like whiskey, but it's actually sort of botanical, like gin, but it's also, it's kind of like if butter didn't have fat in it or smoke didn't make you cough, it's delicious. And it's uh, inspiring. It seems to open up the mind as much as it intoxicates. Uh, and it's probably a good idea not to have too much of it. And you generally don't, but you are celebrating tonight. And you're probably around your third round, maybe with a couple of lighter beverages in between when there's an almighty ruckus somewhere near the bar. Uh, and the, a fellow starts crying out and he's saying, get away from me, get away from me. And he pushes through. It's a, it's a Friday night. The place is hopping. Pushes through the crowd. He's red faced and uh, there, you know, there's tears or somebody splashed a drink on him or something. And he's saying, it's burning, it's burning. And the crowd parts further behind him. And one of the bouncers, this fellow called Sonny, uh, with a U, which is funny because his disposition is not. He looks like a man carved from granite recently. Uh, and he sort of grabs the fellow uh, just as he's crashing into your table, causing your drinks to slosh. Uh, and he, you know, picks him up by his collar, more or less, and, and drags him off, still flailing to the stairs and out onto the street. Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, would you all give me idea rolls? Okay. Uh-oh. Regular. 99. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like, failed. You probably but got I some drink fumble. in your lap. Yeah. I'm just pissed, yeah. Yeah, you, 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 you're wiping off the, the slosh that landed on you. <sighs> Slosh, Slosh got on my draw patch. Oh, even worse. 
Uh, those mm. of you who made it recognize that that's a fellow that you've seen around the barrel before. His name's Tony DeStasso. He's around your age, perfectly nice guy, has some kind of businessy job downtown. Don't remember exactly. But, uh, you know, you wouldn't expect him to be, you know, in his cups, particularly, or causing a scene. It's, so it's odd. Hmm. And shortly after, you get a visit from Cornelius, the fisherman Doyle himself, the proprietor of the place, whom you know by sight. He probably doesn't know your names, but he knows you by sight. Maybe a couple of you, but a little better. And he apologizes. He's got a tray. He says, big night tonight, eh? Uh, I'm sorry about that ruckus. I don't know what got into Tony. He sets the tray down. He's got a shot of the juice for each of you. He says, anything you want, anything you need tonight, you know, come to me. Sorry for the interruption. And uh, enjoy. Thank you, Fisherman Doyle. Thank you, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. mm. I'm already drinking the juice. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. How about a toast yeah, to our yeah. good friend, Philip? Yeah, to uh, to the uh, success in the art world. Congratulations, Phil. It only goes up from here. Down the hatch. Two things. One is mechanical. Uh, every time you have a shot of the juice, you get a bonus die on a future roll at your discretion. Uh, you don't get another one for another shot until you've used the one that you got. Oz. You can't just have six and then <laughs> go to town. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you, that's the kind of acuity. It also requires a sanity roll. Oh. To use it or to drink it? Uh, to drink it. Okay. Um, that's failed. I failed, but can I spend some uh, luck? You can. Um, I, I won't. mean, it, I'll, it's, I'll just it, fail it. It's a zero to pass and a one d three to fail. And regardless, you do. You you know, you have a shot of it. It tastes delicious. It goes up through your nostrils, mm. and you you just vistas open up. And if you, basically, mm. if you pass the roll, the vistas are pleasant or even productive. Mm. And if you fail the roll, they're kind of off putting. And that's always the case. That's been the case for as long as the juice has been available at the barrel. Tonight, however, tonight, as soon as you shot glass on the table, you, you, you can't move your body. And you blink, and you're someplace else. And there's a woman in a blue robe with yellow or gold symbols on it with her arms raised, and you realize that your arms are raised too, and you can vaguely make out that some of your friends are around you, and the woman is chanting some language that is unfamiliar. Um, and I would, like this, I would like another sanity roll. This one's not gonna be penalizing, but informative. That's a fail. pass. 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 I feel because right. I can't understand what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You failed, and because of it, you're actually getting some of the words. Then you still don't know what languages it is, but you recognize the word or the meaning rather. Give, and there's more that you don't get, and then key, and then uh, dust. 
and then bridge. And there's other things in between that you don't get, but some of those sounds connote things, concepts that you're familiar with. And in a second, all of that happened in a moment, like that last dream, you know, mm. before the snooze alarm goes off. You're at the table, the place is loud, there's a band on the little stage. Uh, That's got a kick to it. I oh, right. took me right out of here for a second. I've had a bolt of inspiration. I don't know what Doyle puts in this, but I think that's my last round for the I night. think it's shoe mm. polish. Shoe polish. No, it tastes too good to be shoe polish. I mean, I can't place it, but yeah. It goes down easy, that's for sure. Oof. Uh, no one around you seems to have noticed anything, so it was clearly in your head. You know, the people at the next table are acting normal. You can see Doyle going through the, you know, the <gasps> private door at the side of the bar. Um, Reminds me of absinthe and the green fairy, but it was blue fairy. Oh, I feel like I just found my muse. Same here. And um, hmm. I'm already using my backup sketch pad with some charcoals, and I'm doing my best to uh, mimic the scene of the the woman in the dress. And I am uh, composing a, a jazz ballad. Hmm. <laughs> Art, you saw artist. that woman too, Phil. You saw that yeah. woman too when you took the shot. I saw her. Really? That's funny because you yes. were also in in the dream, and your hands were raised. Yes. Mm. And she was saying something weird. I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't do languages. That's Eleanor's wrong. Wait a moment, Thomas. So you're saying we all had the same weird vision? Well, I'll we... show up the the sketch pad. Does this look familiar to you? Well, it does, but I mean, that she could... Was uh, blue, not black. <laughs> he's got you there, Philip. But <laughs> she's got you there. But I, I think it could be justified. I mean, we've probably seen this woman here before. And, you know, we that was our... What? That was my fourth, uh, fourth drink. I've never seen anybody dressed like that here. Probabilities are very low that all of us would have this shared vision this shared dream hallucination experience unless there's something in the dream did anyone catch what she was singing i didn't i didn't understand i couldn't make it uh, out well i didn't recognize the language but something about a bridge and hmm. a key and something like that uh, i picked out some words hmm. dust well, dust was one of the words i thought Dust and bridge. Well, you are a uh, are a uh, skilled linguist. I ca caught nothing of that. All I heard was uh, consonants uh, and not even a, an appearance of a vowel in my when I listened to her. But you say you didn't recognize the language, Eleanor. No, it wasn't Latin or Greek, but it had some root sounds that I don't know what it was. Perhaps the legendary Ursprecht, the first language. It but, is odd that we all heard her sing or say this chant. And it, it did sound heavenly, though. It must have been the drink. Something in the drink causes a... I don't know. Well, yeah. He I'm not a scientist. Well, would you like another shot? We can probably go ask. 
I think to wait for a bit before we have another shot. I'm cutting myself off for the night, Harry. No, thank you. Mm. That, was, that was something else. I want to ride the high for now. Uh, you could also, you know, they have, you could get something light. You can get one, you know, there's a dark beer and a light beer. There's, they have lemonade and tonic, uh, you know, for a dime at the bar. Uh, you know, it's pretty early to end the night, but. Well, we're hardly ending the night. We're just going to sit mm-hmm. here for five minutes before we decide to have another drink. Hi. <laughs> As well, I'll enjoy my uh, not my beer that I've ordered, but yeah. So I think uh, maybe not doing shots uh, consistently through the night is uh, probably a wise decision there. Celia. Raphael, how's it going with overthrowing the government? <laughs> well, you know, uh, we're uh, converting some some over. We have much hopes that uh, that Eugene Debs will be able to uh, run again. Of course, I mean Harding is a. Uh, turning into the disaster I expected him to be. And now that we're uh, done backing the white Russians, you know, people will see that, yes, that, that, that it is the correct way. This stock market boom can't go on forever. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine for at least the next 20 years. Well, you never know. Philip, are you working on anything... Uh, big right now oh just working on some plans for the uh the exhibition at the moment Uh, i think it's got some particularly uh strong bits of my work but i'm still thinking of the the headliner the visionary piece something that Hmm. reflects your inner spiritual journey indeed Hmm. you should have harry write some music for it anyone else feeling that what? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, oh so well, itchy. Yeah, I, well, I feel like I got. I haven't felt this way since I've got into poison uh, ivy as a child. I don't feel that itchy man at all. who knocked into our booth. I'm calling it now. Fleas or lice or something. This is disgusting. Well, this is my favorite scarf. Drink all over me. Hmm. Awful. Awful. Ugh. Maybe. Uh, but you're itching. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, horrible. it's awful. I can't draw like this. Let's, let's, let's move booths. Let's move booths. Maybe is it super crowded in here? Is no, there like a, it's, a... it's it's pretty packed out. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna have a hard time getting seating for five. Uh, are there any bugs on this? What there are, as you those of you who have sleeves rolled them up, and as the sort of scratch as you start trying to rub and not actually scratch, you realize that there are, you have sort of welts uh, spaced uh, on the inside of your forearm going up and you can feel them actually, you can feel the itching. Oh, it's almost a hive. It's an allergic reaction of some kind. They're they're a bit like hives. They're they're reddening. Even before your eyes are getting a little darker, but they're not um, circles or rings. Mm-hmm. They're they look more like kind of like brands. Like there are indiv- there are different shapes that are distinct. Oh, uh, as though okay. something was printed on you with you know poison ivy juice or something. 
Doctor, let's go to the bathroom and uh, the ladies' room and clean ourselves up. Something's wrong. I'm just going to take I'm some uh, beer and rub it on there, see if it cools it. I will so do the same. I'm getting water. Up. Are you going to come with me, Celia? Yes, yes. So, right. uh, you know, you're at a table um, sort of uh, in the oblong of the bar. You're at a table on the narrow side of a, a corner of the length of the bar. You're near the, the heavy um, curtains on the street side windows. So the bar, as you stand up, is to your right, and the bathrooms are on the other side of the room down to your left. Um, and there are, you know, there's a, a gents and a ladies, um, not huge and, you know, 1922, right. but there's fresh water and mirrors. And we're, uh, we're trying to work our way through the crowd to get over Yeah, there. there'll be a little bit of twisting through, but um, uh, Raphael, the beer is, you know, momentarily soothing. It's cool. <sighs> But, uh, uh, but then it's just sticky and, and the symbols are, you know, they're, it's, it's not spreading is the good news. Uh, the bad news is that like the coloration is pretty sharp, you know, it's depending on how fair your skin is, it's, it stands out. Um, oh. I would like each of you to roll your um, specialty skills, linguistics, mathematics, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Regular success. Extreme. 98 oh. out of 80. So Ouch. I have no idea what's going on. Regular pass. Regular. Okay. Three regulars and Harry had an extreme. Um, you're looking at yourself and, and uh, Raphael and Philip still at the table. And you're seeing that they're, even though they're not all the same on each of you, there are repeated patterns uh, which remind you of like a musical moment as if there was some, there was a, there was a rhythmic pattern to what, to how you're marked. Philip, um, let, let me see your arm. Uh, it's, it's got wonderful music on it. Can, can't you see? What? Just what look, are you talking? Look closer. What, what are you talking about? Get a hold of yourself, man. No, it's it's there. Yeah, you you feel like yeah. There's a like this is a. I mean, and there is a jazz combo on the other corner, and so you're like, everybody's got a different part, but you are linked into one thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, uh, Celia, you realize that there are patterns in the marks uh, that remind you of. Uh, some some contemporary work in equations regarding the curvature of space and time. It's not like you're seeing the same symbols, but you're seeing relationships of symbols that are like equations that are familiar to you. Yep. Whereas Raphael, uh, you are also recognizing that there's some kind of pattern to it, mm -hmm. but what it seems is it, what it looks like is more contractual. Right. There is some something. These markings indicate a contract or a bill of, you know, something. Mm. Uh, and Eleanor, what you can say is that 
this is the written form of the language that you heard and had a glimmer of understanding of. So it almost looks like a tattoo, but in waltz. They, yeah, they're, they're sharply delineated markings of, of irritation. Um, and I guess you could say, you know, as opposed to a mosquito bite or a burn mark, this is something that's coming up from in, within you. This is something that's being impressed upon your flesh from inside. Do, 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 uh, um, Celia, do you see this? It looks like letters and, and words. No, no, it's, it is almost a perfect replication of Lorenz's um, theorem regarding space and time. I... Now, when I look at Celia, do I see words or do I see what she's talking about, mathematical formula? You are recognizing these symbols in the way that you understand them. So, you know, again, she and you share some symbols, but their pattern is different on each of you. Okay. Um, and what you're deriving from that is you're getting a sense, oh, that, that sound that connoted dust to me is this mark on my forearm. Right. And then I don't know what these marks are, but, and, and one of the, and the thing that you think of as bridge is one of the things that she's pointing to and saying, this is a, you know, a, a differential in the equation right. that she recognizes. Well, and uh, washing and wiping this, uh, isn't reducing it in any way. It really, is. I mean, it, so what it on. does is it proves to you that it's it's coming out and not going in. I need to get, I need to see if Philip will give me a page from his sketchbook. Um, uh, are you ready, dear? Yes, and it's this, I, I, I know we had itching yeah. on our chest. Yeah, it goes right across. Okay. Yeah. It's all over. Goodness. Yeah, uh, let's, hmm. yes, this is fast. I, would, I need to write this down. Yes, let's go back to the table. Philip Darling, um, can I have a piece of paper from your sketchbook? We yeah. seem to be covered in something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, don't know what it is, but I'm not. I, I don't like it. Here's the. Here's the. So I, I hand you the sketchbook. I'm going to try and copy what it says. I mean, some some order. Philip, as the, as the man of the evening and the frustrated party, uh, why don't you try an idea roll? Okay. Uh, that is a regular success. It strikes you uh, now that Eleanor's sort of copying symbols down and, 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 and she and Celia are doing some comparison. You, it strikes you that when you were during that momentary vision, that you were between them and then on the other side of Eleanor was Harry and then there was the the woman and the woman who was chanting, and then on her other side was uh, Celia. Did I? I think I got everybody in there. Um, but what you're, what you're, what strikes you is that you can go from one side of your marking to the end, and then they'll meet Eleanor's from your left hand and continue the chain. And if you uh, if you imagine, say Harry on your right, or how, however it was in the vision, 
the, the string is unbroken among the five of you. Ah, I don't, so you, I don't like that. We should do it. We should link arms. Philip, this is, this is obviously something bizarre. You should know all about this, don't you? I wish I did. Uh, I've never seen anything like this in all honesty. And I- I'm afraid I'm getting like some kind of like disease. This is. Well, I mean, a disease, but a very specific obscure disease. I mean, this looks like some kind of a contract that I, I would write up. And m- mine looks like some sort of language. And Eleanor's like math. It's but like a theorem. It yeah. also seems to flow together. I put my hand next to his. See how it's flowing from you to me. Philip, you study the occult. You, you've never seen something like this before? Is this a spell? A curse? Not from anything that I've read, I mean, my best guess is, I mean, with Raphael's theory of a contract, maybe some kind of pact? I have, I have no clue. Well, well, it all started when we drank the juice. Yeah, but we we drank the juice many times, and I I, I I think I think it'd be more what Cecilia was talking about. Something with that man that bumped our table. That was the Tony, difference of the night. That's true. Tony splashed stuff all over us when he hit the table. What did he say? He said he, he was on fire. Yeah, he's on fire. Well, I could. See if he had this. Feels image, like, you know, yeah. I mean... Now I'm wondering what this looks like to other people who haven't drank the juice. Oh so. well, I mean the flu epidemic just got done. I'd hate to cause a panic by going, "Hey, look at these horrible sores that just showed up on me." And I love. <laughs> I, I'm calling for the waitress or oh, the server. It's... It's 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 really a, a self-serving kind of bar oh. thing. Like there's the bartender. There, there's there might be a cigarette girl here on the weekends, but it's it's basically a, it's a male staff that can take care of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know you know I mean uh, it's uh, Big Ed at the bar. You know Big Ed. Big Ed knows you. Now, Eddie, Eddie, you'll probably have to go to him. He's behind. You know he's yeah. <laughs> While well, you're up there, ask ask anyone if they heard Tony or if he seemed strange or anything like that. If he said anything. Right. Well, I'm I'm going to go up to Eddie. I'm going to be like Eddie. Um, earlier, when Tony um, DeTasso uh, ran into our table, he splashed stuff all over us, and now we've got some kind of rash. Do you see this? Uh. Yeah, I don't think he was carrying kerosene or anything. Uh, that, you know, that reminds me. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, uh, hold, uh, and he takes care of somebody to sort of move them out of the way. And it's like, you, so that you just got that? Yeah, all of us over at the table. Well, the, like that I'm looks. Saying- that looks like one of Pike's tattoos. I mean, that one there looks like he's got that right on his wrist, that thing that looks sort of like a broken end. And it's also, uh, uh, um, uh, where is Pike? Yeah, Pike probably upstairs in his office. 
Would you uh, mind asking him to come down and see us? I know it's busy, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got to uh, I'll, I'll buzz Doyle and, and see if I if, you know, whatever. I, okay. I can't leave because we don't know what that silly man did to us. Yeah, that's strange. You know, I think, yeah, it's too crowded, but that's uh, that looks like the writing on the on the on the juice keg. That's what it looks like on the juice. Well, we all had some juice. I mean, you had juice. You've had you've been having juice for all year. Uh, the juice is the juice is the juice is keeping this place hopping. Do you have an empty juice keg? I can't. I can't pull anything out when there's so many people around. Right, just right. you know. Well, I'm uh, going to tell them, and you tell. I'll buzz Doyle and see. You know, if he comes down, he comes down. All right. Thanks. So I'll go back over it and I'll relate back to them everything. Since it's it's like something that he's seen in the tattoos and on the on this on the juice cake. And you think Everyone, about it. Go ahead. Everyone sees something that's relevant to them. When they you when you look at my rash, doesn't this look to you like the strange language? Or when Raphael, when you look at my rash, does it look like actuary tables? Because no, it doesn't look like that to me. Yours looks different than mine. Well, yes, but like, doesn't it resemble what's on you? That's what I'm saying. A couple of the letters, the characters, yeah. Everyone is seeing something that's relevant to them. If I look, Philip, let me see your arm really quickly. But does that mean that Eddie's thinking about? Am I seeing like mathematical-ish, similar? Maybe not exactly the same on Philip's arm. It seems like it could be a continuation of the same formula. That to me, it looks like the same formula that's starting on my arm. And it's not that you're seeing gammas and omegas. It's an equal signs. You're just recognizing a pattern. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now uh, you said, said that uh, when it looks like it's linked together, but that lady in our vision, she was in between a couple of us. Correct. So for the two people that would have been adjacent to her, do our symbols not connect together? Like there's a gap. The, yeah. To the, as you're, as you're looking more at them, as you're, you know, and at first a bunch of strange symbols yeah. don't, don't do anything. And then you start to say, okay, there's the sort of M with a line through one arm looking thing. And there's two of those that are over here. And also, so she has two of those and it's next to the almost round one. And also he has two of those next almost round ones. So it's repeating mm -hmm. and right. The sentence is cut off hmm. uh, for a couple of you. So when I look at these notes on my arm and I, I kind of hum the melody, is it something like revolutionary groundbreaking or is it? It's, it's, it's strange mm -hmm. whether it's nonsense or groundbreaking is about what is happening in year 1922? Uh, you know, the 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 band in the corner is you know one of the one of the groups that came up from New Orleans in the last couple of years, and the sounds they're making are alienating to you know 60 percent of America, but they make sense if you know the language. Uh, that like the language that you're dealing with, you know, is weirder than jazz. Mm. Um, so, uh, a few minutes pass, you continue this colloquy. You look, you're also looking around cause other people are having juice. It's not, you know, it's not, everybody gets it. 
but it's not like you're the only ones who get it. Uh, and uh, after a little, after, you know, 10, 15 minutes, um, Fisherman Doyle pushes open the, the door that's marked private by the bar, if you're keeping an eye. And he and Big Ed have an exchange. And, uh, and he, he uh, comes over to your table with, um, uh, you know, stacked glasses and a pitcher of lemonade, uh, which is very sweet and kind of terrible, but, you know, um, it's good for mixing with cheap liquor. And he's like, uh, hey, kids, I hear uh, you had, maybe this would have to do with Tony. You have some sort of problem. You got a. Well, we don't know. Tony banged into our table. You brought us over some, some juice right after that. But look at us. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't have a lot of, I don't drink a lot of the juice myself. It's a little, it upsets my stomach. Uh, did it taste all right to you tonight? Oh, it was delicious. I mean, I mean, it's effervescent way. It just, you know, well, the, the stuff's the backbone of my business. And, uh, you know, I, you know, Pike doesn't tell me where it comes from or what the hell's in it. Huh. Uh, but I got a monopoly and I love it. But if he's got a bad, all right. So it felt a little weird when I drank it tonight. It did, huh? Yeah, actually. And then yeah. we right. kind of blacked out a little bit for a few seconds, but. Jeez. Yeah. Put on, put on and now we've got writing all over us. I blacked out a little bit. Yeah, Ed said something about writing. Can I? What do you? Uh huh. And we all show our hands. And Ed said, "Look, <sighs> this this looks like Spike's tattoo." He said, "Pike, Pike, yeah, Pike, 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 Pike just uh, uh." Jesus Christ, I don't want to... Is this wanna... something he did? Well, Pike just had some kind of uh, feigning fit upstairs. Oh, no. Uh, uh, I mean, he... he. You know, I'm always telling him that he has... A, he drinks a lot of juice, but he says it helps him think. Uh, and he's a great accountant, and he's given me monopoly. It's been a good deal, but he's not... He was sweating and... Maybe he uh, got the batch wrong this time. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little worried about uh we have to we we need to have a talk with Pike. Do you uh have a little of this lemonade? It'll, you know, maybe it'll, uh okay. but but I'm going to we should go upstairs and see uh well maybe you should have Ed switch the barrels out for another barrel. Oh, I yeah, no, I I'm going to there's not going to be any more juice tonight. It might not be one might be a whole, yeah. you know, delivery. Mm. That's awful, awful to hear. I mean, yeah. Well, you take your chances when you drink, you, you know, liquor. You should, you know, I mean, there's a reason that the dime gin is a dime, you know, Jake Leg City, but, you know, not everybody's got it, got too bitch. Uh, all right. Uh, you kids got your, get your stuff together, uh, come upstairs, and I'm going to, we're going to see what we can, uh, what Pike can tell us about what the hell. That's crazy. That one looks like the tattoo on his wrist. That's what Ed yeah. said. I yeah. don't think I've ever I've looked that closely at Pike's. Yeah, you know, Pike just sort of squirms in and out of here like, you know, like he's a weirdo. He's a good guy, you know, love him to death. But never been upstairs. I'm kind of excited. I am. Yeah, yeah I'm going to. So and he, he waves you over 
and there is, you know, the open space at the bar before the door that's marked private. He goes and has a few words with Ed, uh, with Big Ed, and uh, and you've never seen them before, but you're at the side of the bar and you can see that the, they're little barrels. They're like single gallon barrels, mm-hmm. which is, which are under the, you know, because it's not a bottle, it's got a little tap mm-hmm. in it and it's got writing sort of burnt into the wood of the cast and it looks familiar. Looks very, it looks newly familiar. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, and he uh, pushes open the, the door, Mark Private, and ushers you in and it's just a storeroom, you know, with, He's got like, you know, the stuff he gets from Canada that's kind of legit and the stuff that is being made in bathtubs locally. And there's more small barrels of juice. Uh, Did it look like a pretty professionally made barrel or like something that like, you know, your grandpa would throw together? It's illegal. So nobody's, you know, the the Cooperage is good. It's Mm -hmm. a real, it's a proper barrel that somebody bought, but the, the, the writing incised, I mean, there's no brand name. There's nothing in English. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's sort of burnt in, I guess, I mean, in 1922 professional is a pretty, like it wasn't stamped by a giant machine, but it wasn't carved by an idiot. It's right, just yeah. like, it's a, it's a, it's a brand marking or hmm. information. Um, and there's a door on this, you know, in the corner of the storeroom that leads to stairs. Uh, but before you go up, you should make a spot hidden roll. Jeez, 93. I am rolling really good. Uh, 88. Oh, she's looking at me looking at nothing. Delia's got a nasty welt on her on her uh, after stumbling into that crate. Careful there, doctor. I fail. No. I'm sorry, Harry and Philip. Phil. Oh, I got an, an 88 over like wow. Okay. <laughs> that means it's not time. <laughs> uh, up the stairs you go behind Doyle. Uh, and he he pushes open the door at the top of the stairs, which is smoke glass, and he says, just uh bring some folks up, guys. And you hear mumbling. Uh, and you know it's fairly narrow stairs up to the, a, a converted attic, which you will find is it's Doyle's office was most of it, and it's roughly the size of the floor that you're familiar with below. He's got a nice desk. Uh, he's got uh, you know he's got a, a funny globe bar and other comfortable accoutrements, uh, and he's also got three goons who were at a card table playing poker, uh, who Mm. look up at you for a a flash of a second, ascertaining that, in fact, Doyle wasn't being held at gunpoint when he says he was bringing people up and go back to their card games. Uh, And then he leads you there. So it's like two thirds of the floor that you're familiar with of of the barrel. and there's a, you know, it's a, there's a wall partition with one door and he opens it up. He says, Pike, uh, we got to talk about the juice. And, and he holds the door as you come in uh, to a room that it's a much less attractive office than Fisherman Doyle's own. Um, you know, it's a smaller, higher desk. It's got, you know, a very modern um, tabulation machine on it. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, it's got, uh, you know, a couch and it's got windows facing the street that are not as heavily curtained because there's not a jazz band inside there. And it's got a fellow who was lying on a chaise long, uh, who is pale and sweating and he's undone his uh, top button and tie and he's draped a, a jacket over his shoulders and he is not well. Uh, and Doyle seems concerned. He's like, Cedric, man, you look like shit. And he's, you know, his the response is like, uh, uh, uh. um is he okay? Yeah. Should fight? we take him to the doctors? Well, I yeah, I mean, we should bring a doctor here, a doctor I can trust. I'm trying to think who's a regular. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the office and call somebody because uh he, I mean, he, he looked, he was like faint and he had, he, but he said he was going to come over and lay down, but he wasn't like this. Yeah. And so Doyle goes back uh, to his side, leaving the door open. And he's like, on his desk. Are you they're okay, like, honey? Uh, Should I bring you some water? Is there like a rag or something that, you know, kind of maybe try and cool him, cool him off? Cause I'm, I'm thinking he has a fever. Uh, he's, um, I don't know what, where you'd find, a rag i mean so he's got a couch he's got a desk he's got a lamp or two probably a couple of wooden chairs but there's not a sink up here right i'll just go like fan him a little bit try and make him a little more comfortable hey guys do you think we should uh find the recipe for the juice this might be our only chance i think it might only be in his head yeah i mean I'll check anyway. Yeah, well, be be quick about it, or else uh, the juice will be your blood. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try the desk. Uh, looking around there because I've got money on my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I think a regular spot hidden will suffice to okay. see. Uh, those of you who approach Pike, he he might be feverish, but he doesn't. He looks actually like it's a cold sweat. And he's mm-hmm. kind of he's grinding his teeth a little bit. And where he's undone his sleeves and he's undid his top button and pulled his tie down, there are welts, but they're not distinct. They're blurry. They're not as nice as, you know, nice. They're as orderly as the ones on your body. And they're more swollen. Mm. How's can, I spend, your can I spend luck to succeed? You can. All right, I'm going to spend uh, 23 luck. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Uh, there are two important documents. And since you spent 23 luck, it's the least I can mm. do. Yeah. I'm going to share this with everyone it's in the room. Bloody clear. <laughs> Is that blood, guys? Is that the pattern that's tattooed on us? Uh, essentially, yes. What do, you, what do you mean? Is that that blood? What are you talking about, Harry, over there? Yeah, look at this this paper. Like, look in the center. Um, could be, could be wine. Uh, don't no. don't you pipe this. Pretty red for wine, Raphael. I know. I just don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's one notable object. And then you have this one. See a receipt for a cod. 
it looks like for uh, candy and stuff. Mm. Oh, he's selling juice for $25. That's all. Holy smokes. That's a lot of, a lot of money. Right. Todd is COD. So, right. At Harmon and Sons, and you recognize, you realize that the address 27 West Row on Lakeside is the warehouse district. So when Doyle said that he wasn't sure where Pike was getting the juice, it turns out he's getting it between spearmint clusters and cheap cigars from mm-hmm. 27 West Row. Yeah, and you got that's from last year because it's a November receipt. So, yeah. Hmm. So he he buys it pre-mixed. He doesn't mix it here. He's getting it from a, a candy maker. Well, I mean, it is good sweet. But it's a good front. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna tuck the uh, documents back into his desk where I found them. Yeah. There. Those are both like. He, his copy of the bar's ledger mm-hmm. like in in like folders attached to it so there's mm-hmm. the the ritual object looking thing and that receipt you know, uh, are the only items of interest in this desk there is some petty cash uh there's you know us materials you'd expect those were the things that were strange mm-hmm. you know you need sugar to make alcohol so maybe it makes sense that a candy factory is making the alcohol on the side well if they're making alcohol that you know is affecting people like us and pike here although what doyle said he imbibes a lot so well i think i I gotta go with that it's probably just a bad batch that you know they just didn't ferment it right or wrong kind of alcohol yeah Mm -hmm. Well, Pike, uh, so Raphael, you were yeah, you were trying to do uh, it. Pike, when when did you start start feeling bad? What what's going on, man? Uh, it's not. Uh, uh, he's he he doesn't seem to recognize objects particularly. His eyes seem to be focusing in two mm-hmm. places, uh, and he. You know, he is starting to bleed where he scratches. Um, the uh, the goon comes up with a, a bottle of um, seltzer water mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, a couple of those conical paper cups and says, I don't know, you know, uh, I, uh, you know, I don't, I, you know, he's going to need more than, but, you know, good luck, well, lady. Just trying to get. The, the doctor to get up here, but right, yeah. Uh, right. Doyle's on. Doyle's like, I'm on the third call. I can't. It's it's a Friday night, you know. The doctors that won't call the cops are uh, out drinking somewhere else. I'm, but I'm working on it. Tell Pike to hold on. Yeah, hang hang on there, Pike. And then I'm going to uh, touch the raised writing on me. And then touch the raised right in on him and see if it feels like different. Like is his harder or you know? You you are itchy and they're slightly raised. Mm-hmm. And his look like your symbols got stung by three wasps and they're they're kind of hot and hard. Yeah. And hard then they're hard to read. When you when you get very close with your markings to his, there's a what seems to be a little tendril 
of light between them. Not like a, like a flicker of static electricity, mm-hmm. but like a, a, a wisp of some glimmer in the air. It's unnatural. Yeah. Uh, as soon as that happens, I'm going to uh, move my arm away from his. and uh, Quite reasonably. Um, and oh, go ahead. I was just asking, what's wrong? What about? Uh, well, if he's had these a while, they're and that's what we got. They're getting worse, and they seem to have some sort of attraction to each other. Like this is weird. Yeah. Think we'll be like him in a few hours i don't want to die i don't want to look like that <laughs> yeah so Maybe, you're uh, supposed to be the expert on this sort of weird stuff as far as far as my knowledge goes they've put a hex in the drink or something well then we have to unhex it somehow maybe if we found out what made the juice we can uh kind of figure out what's going on at this point, Doyle appears in the door uh, and he's loosened his own tie and he's got a cigar and he's like, I, uh, there's a doctor uh, on his way. Uh, I, how, how's he doing? Um, not good. He's, he, it's like he doesn't even realize we're here. I tried to give him some seltzer water and... And, and you guys, how you feeling? Um, itchy a little itchy yeah. not itchy bad yeah you're not hot or nothing not not like not like him you know i don't want to poison you kids or nothing i don't know pike i mean you know pike goes through this stuff i uh all right uh and he's sort of stand leaning in the doorway looking flustered and pike starts screaming from moaning he goes to, to screaming um and he's saying things that might be in the language that you heard in the vision in part or similar things. Can I roll for uh, my list? Yeah. I got an O2. There we go. Which is really uh, extreme. <laughs> uh, it is extremely extreme. Uh, you, he is, even though it's through gritted teeth, uh, it's definitely the chant of the blue clad figure in the vision and the phrase that he's repeating he's not saying the whole thing he's not saying all the words that you heard but he's saying our sacrifice opens the door and he's also like his teeth are red with blood and they're clenched together and he's and he's repeating, and it's yat But you but you know that it makes sense. It 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 seems to me a sacrifice opens the door. I don't know what this sounds like. Black magic stuff, Philip. Sacrifice opens the door. Oh. And key and bridge and what and does it all mean? He's you're, you're kind of backing away just because he's like arching right. and twisting yeah. and it's 
like, and that light you saw Raphael earlier is he's sort of there are scenes of him that are glowing. Oh yeah, I'm back way. Oh, and lot then further. and then these sort of yellowish golden tendrils of light start to reach out of him, and there are five of them, not six or eight or two, and they're pointing in your directions across the different parts of the room. And he's not making any language anymore. He's just like, his teeth might be breaking because he's grinding them so hard. What's his that? I'm running. Okay. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm running I'm running. The <laughs> and you guys are starting to bump into each other and Doyle is like, right. Doyle's lit cigars on the floor and he's standing. He's kind of a big guy filling the door. And uh, the tendrils, like there's, there's almost a pop hmm. and they snap back into Pike's body, which, you know, in his head's at a terrible angle and his eyes are open and his chest is moving. And there's a sickening sound and something like a black beetle shoots out of his chest uh it's oh it's chitinous and has it has more than it has it has too many legs for anything mm-hmm. and it's it really you know like he doesn't he, it just there's the sound of bone breaking and wetness and it's in the air and down and then it's shooting toward the door on like three or four of its eight or 12 feet um which is where we're standing which is where you're clumped together. And when you say beetle, like how big of a beetle? Like Oh, I'm sorry. It's like his whole torso size. Oh, that's a, that's big. a big it's, bug. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a giant chitinous vermin thing. It's got it, the whole front of it from the top to down is eyes. But it's got all these sharp looking black limbs and they're skittering across the mm. floor bloodily toward yeah. you. Uh, we'll, sanity rolls before you yeah, dodge. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, fail. fail. Pass. One, 100. Oh, oh. No. I pass. Okay, <laughs> that's that's six and a bout of insanity for dang, our dang. rashly minded friend. Dang. There for a moment, I saw. So, does that zero, mean if we zero. fail, we do. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a one for success and a 1d6 to fail. Ooh, only one. Oh, only two. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Keith, I guess you're going to roll intelligence. Yeah. Good thing I'm smart. Uh, I did fail. I did fail. I did fail. So, Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I've okay. lived in Chicago my whole life, so <laughs> I've seen cockroaches. I'm just going to kick the fuck out of it when it gets near me. <laughs> I, yeah. So, uh, so, um, I assume you're going to, you, so you're going to um, try to kick it, not just Yeah, I'm it. kind of like this, and I'm just going to kick when it gets near me. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, the mass of it is, is a couple of feet off the floor because of its many long well, It's like a dog, legs. right? Like dog it's like size. an upright dog. Okay, I'm still going to kick at it. Okay, 
So every so you're gonna you're going to um, fight back. Is everyone else dodging or I'm just dodging. scrambling I'm out of the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fighter. I'm gonna dodge and uh, go for a window. Assuming we're on the second floor. <laughs> this is the second floor, but there no. This is the third. This is the attic floor. Oh, well, there's a then, store, yeah. and then the speakeasy, and then this is the attic. And there are really only windows in the yeah. in the front behind the desk. And I've got on my 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 high heels, so. Right. Okay, Very so sure. why don't we roll our dodges first, and then we'll roll our attack and counter Success. attack. Oh, <laughs> I will spend Fail. one luck. One luck to pass. Rolling hot tonight. <laughs> I'd have to spend like like forty luck to pass. Yes, yeah, so same. Good I'm gracious, taking that fail. Yeah. Well, it's not a big room, so we're kind of yeah. pinned. Right. The good news is that it wasn't. It's. It's. Well, all right. So we because you were standing in the way intentionally and fighting back. Yeah. You rolled hot. I got four. Happen. Whoa. Yeah. Four out of 40. Out so of, that's, after like 90 bad rolls for everybody, you've got two that's, single that's digits. Extreme. That's an extreme. All right. So that bug right in its nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the insane thing is that the bug just rolled a one. What the last uh, time I rolled a one was. Here's the good news. It just wants out of here. So its attacks are like it's shoving. For us. Yeah. The bad news is it's shoving with its sharp, chitinous, long, prongy things. Um, so, uh, hold on. <sighs> so we had three flee successfully. That's right. Self and Philip, I believe we failed. Oh, right, right, right. No right. dodges. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, the good news is that, um, and it is good news because he wants to be punished for rolling a four. Um, huh. uh, you, you're going to each take 1d3 only. Okay. Um, and it's going to be. That's, that hurts. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I let you choose the location because this thing has so many limbs that are just scrabbling. Right. It's not, and it's not attacking. However, Doyle gets it right in the chest because he was standing full in the doorway. Right. Uh, at least three of the things go into it. Three of the limbs go into Doyle and then it bowls over Doyle's body and into the next room. Okay. Where the poker game is interrupted by a barrage <laughs> of gunfire, uh, yeah. and in the next ten seconds, you know, twelve, fourteen shots are fired, and uh, then there's quiet, except for the screams of people from downstairs, uh, because mm -hmm. when you're at a speakeasy and you hear a bunch of gunfire upstairs, suddenly. Everybody runs. The yeah. band stops and everybody flees. Uh, so there's this weird silence where you can hear uh, some of Cedric Pike's fluids dripping off the chaiselong onto the pile of his organs on the floor. Mm. Uh, and the three goons running up to their boss, who's got... Yeah. He's got bubbles coming out of his chest where the wounds are and his eyes are rolled back in his head. Uh, 
and the giant black bug is, you know, a steaming pile of fluids that smell like, I don't know, shit on fire in hell plus acid. Oh, that's not that bad. And like the parts of its limbs are sort of twitching and collapsing. Uh, and and a few of you need to attend to injuries. Yeah. So we we took one d three damage on that failed dodge. Yeah. Okay, so I took three. I took um, one, but it slashed my leg, and it ripped my pantyhose. God damn it! Stockings. Yeah, you had nice stockings on. It's Friday night. Mm-hmm. They're expensive. I think they're made out of silk at this point in time. Nasty slice in the nasty slice in my torso. Lucky it was three inches below (sighs) vital organs. What the hell? So, do any of you have any first aid? The base of Uh, thirty. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to treat myself. (laughs) Work on it. Oh nope, ninety three. Oh, that's actually a success. Ninety three is dangerous. What was? What's your? You had the base. 30 mm-hmm. yeah yeah Oof. uh okay so uh what do you have you have the liquor that's not crap in his cabinet he might even have vodka which is not you know they don't serve downstairs um philip got in the 90s he's trying to paint it closed with his grab, uh, grab yeah clothes, he's using you know. the charcoal to... <laughs> this will be good <laughs> drawing my skin back on yeah uh so yeah, just, just put this on it oh uh, and then there's the the three goons and they're like you know at this point they've ascertained that they don't have a boss immediately until the, the chain of command is figured out goyle's expired uh, um one of them uh who's got one of those like tiny lip top mustaches has sort of wandered over to Doyle's desk and he's and you know he's realized that the doors are drawers are locked and he doesn't necessarily want his friends to see him look for the key on Doyle's body but their what their plan is other than reloading it's not clear I I think think we should go yeah yeah Yeah, let's 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 leave is that gonna happen to us uh I, 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 I think I I think it for I think we should assume it should unless we do something about it because well we need to find out we, what's in this yeah I mean we have the address of that place it's it's twenty seven West hard. Row yeah well uh, well boys uh we'll we'll see you um, don't get their attention. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I put it on my tab. Get out. Uh, yeah. That 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 um the goon that's sort of on one uh knee and one you know bent leg over Doyle's body looks up at you, and he just shakes his head in this world weary way. But they don't make any attempt to stop you from leaving. They. The door was open. You know they were around. They don't think that you did this. Yeah. Um, um, luckily, and all that noise. The cops are coming. The cops are coming with all that noise. Yeah, go, of course right? they are. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. Oh. All right. Yes. 
saying, oh my goodness, this is awful. So much for Phillips Big Night. Uh, So you, uh, as you, as you, as you go to the door to the stairs down to the storeroom, the big bug is almost gone. Like it's just collapsing into itself. It's eaten through some of the floorboards, but the, the shells are dissolving in the insides of it. Uh, and you, you know, clamber down the stairs as best you can. Uh, and uh, here, let's try an, another spot hidden roll in the storeroom. <laughs> oh, I got an 11 that time. There I we go. say, <laughs> I actually passed. Regular success. I can spend four luck and uh, make it an extreme. It's once one of you sees it, you're all going to have a look. That is, uh, uh, you know, near the, so there's like wooden frames holding the boxes of liquor and whatnot. And next to the casks of the juice, there's this handwritten list that has several names names on it. My name's on there. My name's on there too. I hope my names are on here. And so is Tony's and his is crossed out. His is crossed. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is Even Philip's are they trying to here. kill people? Oh but God. it says do not remove. Well, I'm going to remove. D? Doyle could be. I mean, well, do you think he was in do on we this? Know these other names? Why would he? Why would he want to do anything to us? We're not like crime bosses or anything. Do we recognize any of the other names aside from Tony? Uh, a couple of them might be familiar to different parts of you, uh, different ones of you. They're not. Have, None of them are close friends, or uh, I, I mean, but, like, have we seen them around recently? Recently, they're not been around. Anything are like they that. all they're, patrons? They're people that you know only because they're also regular enough here to be on the inside of people who are granted access to the juice, which is a, you know, it's a privilege. Um, but what? Yeah, the implication is the implication. Like, well, I mean, somebody's yeah. been keeping track. Well, it could just be the people that are allowed to drink the juice, too. Yeah. No, that's a much bigger list than this. Oh, never mind. And why would it have people's names crossed out? People who are dead? We've got, was, to, we've got to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Was Pike's name on there? No. I don't think so. Oh. Huh. Well, I mean, I got to... With Dr. Jackson there, I mean, you know, all, all we know is where this comes from. And yeah. Well, I don't want a damn bug bursting out of my chest. I don't want to see that either. <laughs> I think well, we have to go to where they're making it. That's I, I don't know what else to do. That's mm-hmm. and that place can be dangerous. It could be dangerous. You know, they're they're making this juice. They probably want to protect it. So well, I think we ought to ought to go because like uh the, uh, the the cops are going to be showing up and they're going to yeah. look for someone to blame. Why yeah. why us too? I mean, I can figure Raphael because he's a commie bastard, but um, <laughs> well, why us? There's, there's another dead exploiter of the people upstairs. <laughs> someone doesn't want my exhibition to happen? Uh, now that you're out of the storeroom into, uh, into the barrel itself, as you'd expect, it's every sign of being rapidly abandoned. Um, Can I grab one of those barrels of the juice that's under the counter and take it with mm-hmm. us? 
Because it's got writing on it, and I want to see if I could decipher the writing. Now, did yeah. Doyle have any like weapon underneath the bar? Oh, uh, yeah, there's a shotgun rack. There's two of them, one on each end of the bar. All right, well, who wants a shotgun? I can't. Uh, that's, that's not uh-huh. my area. I mean, if you're handing it out. Remember, the police will be in about 30 All right, seconds. Raphael. Well, that's yeah, why we got to take it and run. Oh, yes, run. <laughs> you, you don't know if we have to fight more of those bug things. It might pop out of you, Philip. Hope it's loaded. Uh, yeah. All right. So I'm you're leaving, taking yeah, you're taking a keg of juice. You're taking both shotguns. Anything else you want to look for in the abandoned speakeasy? Uh, uh, Harry just seems to be taking stuff. Might as well rob the till while you're at. It. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's gone. That's gone already. There isn't it anything in is, here like that's paperwork from that place. Is there anything that would like the Harry and here. Sons or whatever it was? And uh. Your impression is that uh, the the source of the juice was Pike's secret. Okay. So there isn't anything down here. And they don't keep a lot. Speakeasy rules. Of course. You know, the, 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 the money box is easy to remove when the cops show up or if they might. Uh, and there's not a lot in writing, generally. Fair enough. Well, if the, the speakeasy at the moment is kind of abandoned, the police are on the way. We're getting the hell out of here. I'm grabbing the expensive bottle of whatever is on the shelf as we go out the door. Really? Why I'm not? Too, the the police too, are just going to smash it all. I'm or take it home themselves. That. Yeah, Doyle's not going to miss it. All right, so you've got a nice, bottle of, a nice bottle of scotch, an actual bottle of scotch from Scotland that is not made in Canada. Um, a keg of juice, two shotguns. Uh, maybe you'll grab, I don't know, a couple of bar aprons to wrap around the guns in case when you get downstairs, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the street is pretty quiet. Like there's a couple of guys across the street who are watching the place who might or might not be staff or hopeful looters. Um, you know, there's there's a couple, there's at least two broken heels in the gutter from fleeing women, women. Uh, probably if you'd looked around upstairs there were a couple of pocketbooks you could have grabbed because people left in a hurry uh, and many inebriated but it's about a 20 block hike to the warehouses by the water where you have the address uh, and it's only what 11-ish on a Friday night, there are probably, you know, some of the revelers are of long on a couple blocks and are waiting to see if the place opens up again. Do, do any of us live close enough in that direction that we could stop and freshen up and get Philip some, something to put on that wound? I think that's probably a group luck roll with the lowest luck. Oh, that's probably me. That's, no, no that's you ended up That's, no, that's going to be hairy after his 20. Yeah, I've, I've got 37 luck, so. <laughs> right. Uh, nope, 59. Ah. It's unlikely. I mean, it's not between the cool part of town and the warehouses. There's not a lot of residences in 22. There's factory buildings and stuff. You could probably get to a diner or some other public establishment where you could get yourself together, but you don't have a change of clothes or anything. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot something relevant. It strikes me. 
Mm. Uh, let's have a luck roll that's not as bad as Harry's. Mine is uh, 69. I think 55, 55 is, yeah, 55. let's try that. Okay. That is 41, yes. Okay. You guys did spend a, a little time poking around Pike's office, and we, had, we got distracted between the dying man and the desk. There was also a trunk in there. Mm. Uh, and in the trunk, there were two noteworthy items that would have been on your mind when, well, in the aftermath of the violent intercession. One of them is a blue robe with yellow gold marks on it that is like the one you saw in your vision. Oh. And he's also got two clean shirts just because it's his office in the bar. So if we want to retroactively grab any of those things, we should take advantage of that. Um, you don't have to, but seeing the the dress retroactively is definitely going to give me some pause. The robe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at this point, when we're seeing it, this after I've been stabbed, yeah, let's, I think I would grab one of the shirts. Let's say too that we grabbed the blue robe, and in part, that's what we've got stuff wrapped in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so, right. You could, there are public, there are some open public places you could get to between here and there, but mostly it's, you know, a dark downtown on a Friday night um, yeah. with sirens behind you as you, as you move away. Are we still point. itching? Yeah. They itch. It's not as, it's not as violent as when they came out there. You would like them to go away. Hmm. Um, but, you know, whether it's psychological, uh, I mean, they haven't swollen up and turned hard and hot like pikes, mm-hmm. which is comforting. Um, you would, yeah. To, but, do you want to stop somewhere and see if we can figure out what the barrel says? Well, I need to make some kind of stop because if we're, I mean, two of us have shotguns. If we need to get armed for something, I need to get a club or a baseball bat or something. Well, we might yeah. get to that place and they might be closed. And there might not be any. Well, I mean, I'm sure they are. They're a candy store. I mean, well, it's a warehouse, not a store. Wow. Well, I mean, which doesn't mean it's open at 11 o'clock on a Friday night by any means. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and as far as improvised weapons, you know, you're in, you know, Chicago, there's you're in a you're in the yeah, the, the industrial sector of an urban center in 22. There's no shortage of barrel staves, Light, chunks of lead pipe over there. Yeah. So is that like Tommy a D6 gun. or a D8? It's D8. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's guns laying everywhere. It's Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> They're all rusty though, and they like to yeah. backfire. Yeah. Machine uh, guns with the round uh yeah, little yeah. Tommy drums. <laughs> Got my rusty lead pipe. It's really nice gangster cars. Those mm. sideboards are so great to shoot from. Uh, yeah, so uh, any yeah, practical matters, anything you want to do as you approach? Uh, I liked uh, what Eleanor was talking about, maybe finding a place where she could uh, look a little bit better at this writing. You know, now yeah, let's let's get a booth and what we won't make take long. Um, but we can freshen up. Uh, Philip can go plug his holes. And, uh, 
I'm going to look for a place where I can just kind of stash this shotgun outside. I'm not going to carry it into right. a, a restaurant. Yeah, same. We'll take a far booth so that I can covertly look at this barrel without anybody seeing it. Being, you know, longstanding residents who know where and enough to know where there's a filling station that's got a diner across the street that's open late. Um, So you can make arrangements to take care of those needs. Um, Did we already do, we already tried first aid and you, uh, Philip failed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did on myself, sorry. I I, I did roll successfully on myself and I think that's just a one hit point thing. So you took one back, right. Uh, And Eleanor, did you try? I tried on myself and failed. All right. So we have but I just had a, I just had a scratch anyway. I had a right. one 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 hit point. I still yeah. got eight HP. Yeah, you're good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, all right. Um, so let's say you take a half an hour. Um, you know, maybe uh, you know Celia has a stocking that Eleanor can use. They're not quite the same color, but at least it doesn't look. You know, out of you don't look out of place, or you know, garish. Heaven forfend. Um, uh, Phillips found himself a, a pretty nicely weighted. It's it's a chunk of steel pipe, but it's got a little ball of concrete at its end because it mm. was it was embedded in the street and hit by a car, and is now it's a little heavy, but it'll you know, it'll make a thump. Uh, and you've uh, what you can determine based on the you know, the writing on the keg and the writing on that, on top of that bloodied uh, sales document or whatever, is that it really is, it's all one thing. The the writing on the keg is not just the same language, but the same text. And that's the text that's on your bodies. Well, it's almost in a circle. Almost in a circle with the chunk missing, but it's also redundant. So it's not like you're missing like it's not a, a you know a, a five phrase chant right. and you have four of them. It's the same thing repeating. It's one long thing. Yeah. So what I'll do is I will try to uh, in that half an hour I will try to copy it down as I see it uh, on the barrel and stuff, and then see if I can figure out what language it is and what what it says. Is it does it come across first of all as some sort of magic spell? Um. Why don't you do a linguistics and why don't Philip try? Why don't you try to help with a cult role on that? All right. I got a 30, which is I've got 90 in linguistics, so it's still a hard. Great. 35 out of 80 hard pass. Great. So, you guys, you know, because uh, the phrase that Pike spoke, our sacrifice opens the door because you could sort of place that onto some of the text that you had already been in the process of interpreting. You can, and because Philip has ideas about how these sorts of conjurations are done, you work out a translation that you think is more or less an acceptable English equivalent. Okay. And it reads, we give ourselves to the key and the gate. Our sacrifice opens the door. All become one, all become dust. Our souls shall bridge the present and the past. 
Mm. Mm. Now, in terms of your successful occult role, that doesn't call to mind any specific branch of human esoteric thought that you're familiar with. It sounds more like a prayer, doesn't it? Than a spell. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Give ourselves to the key in the gate. The woman said something about the key and the gate and the bridge. Who was the woman, though? Do you think maybe something happened to her prior? And uh, I mean, her robe was up there. Well, don't you think that was Pike's robe? Maybe he's part of some sort of religious cult. I mean, all religions are a cult, of course. I mean, they're opiates for the masses, but I'd say... Let's not have a political debate right now. I'm sorry. I'm just saying they have magical blue robes with... Um, if we get to that place tonight and they've got a bunch of blue robes, then it's a cult. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. It's going to be a long night, so uh, hot coffees all around? Sacrifice what? Yeah. Sacrifice who? Well, I'm afraid during what happened to our uh, our boy Pike, I think there's an obvious answer. What if they're infecting us all with bug eggs? How would they survive in alcohol, though? I think this is more than than bugs. Celia, you're a doctor. Don't you know all of this stuff? mathematician Eleanor I don't I I'm just inclined to think this is a bad batch I don't know what these etchings mean I maybe the company that makes it is religious or something I don't or know maybe it's just a gimmick but something weird happened tonight cockroach became gigantic and I, I, I well who knows where they're making this you know some just back yeah, alley just be, in a toilet or something might just be like stored that. in that warehouse Anyways, let's let's not dilly dally if we're going to go find out. Anything else we want to handle before you approach the the block itself? Twenty seven West Lake or whatever it was. Good. West okay. Row. West Row. <laughs> um. So, uh, you know, it's it's dark, and this is a this is a, a warehousey industrial district. So there are not as many street lamps as there are, you know, where there are where things are happening yes i am going to steal a uh, steak knife from the diner um stick it in my the pockets in my dress yeah it's no <laughs> pockets stick it here put it put it lengthwise <laughs> <Yeah>. ow ow <laughs> i keep forgetting ow ow don't uh sure um, it's in case I have to defend myself. So we're talking about a handle and a blade like this? Yeah, yeah like that. Yeah, something that's not, you can get that. It might stick out, the handle might stick out of your bag, but it's fine. I can hide it until it And you can wrap it in a cloth napkin so right. that it doesn't poke through your, all right. Uh, so most of the buildings are dark, but a few of them have lights on, you know, and there's, mm very little traffic there aren't any cabs or private vehicles but there are delivery and maintenance kind of vehicles around here and there uh 
and the uh, warehouse that you have the address to, it has a, a small hand-painted sign above the door. It's, you know, it's a, it's a big boxy nondescript brick building. Uh, it has um, metal grates over the windows that are pretty high off the ground. You're not gonna be able to peer in from the street. Um, there's a, a, a street door with a lamp that isn't working uh, and a buzzer. And there is a, you know, a delivery door for truck sized objects. Uh, and there's there's light on inside. Hmm. It's, not, it's not, you know, bright, but it's not dark. It's just security and light or something. Or you could just have the lights on to keep the boy too. Well, how are we going to get in? Oh, I uh, picked up some skills uh, unlocking doors in my time. Cool. Well, I'm around uh, the. Around to the dark side where people can't see us from the street. I'm pretty good at sneaking around. Is there like a loading oh. bay for this warehouse? The 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 street address has again a, a human-sized door and a truck-sized door. But if you go around the building, there are there are also smaller side doors, probably fire exits. Mm-hmm. And it's it none of it is bright. Yeah. You know, the the your eyes adjust in this kind of part of town to the dimness, um, but nothing, you know, nobody's going to notice anything just as because they're passing by in a truck or anything. It's dark. Right. Unless you're in somebody's headlights, you're not going to be seen. All right. Well, I'm going to propose we go around to the dark side and I see if I can, uh, are they dark? You know, not pitch black side, but, you know, right. it's a little darker. Go over there, and I'll see if I can uh, pop this lock. You think we should get our guns out? Well, I'm going to be working this. So yeah. I... uh, what type of shotgun is it? Uh, it's um, it's not uh, it's it's illegally acquired. Um, it's double barreled. It's uh, it's probably not sought off to the illegal extent, but for convenience of internal use. It's been shortened. Is it a 12 gauge? Yeah. Okay. So 46, okay. I'll, I'll pull it out. And I'll, yep. I'll hand uh, Raphael a, a bobby pin. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to keep watch. All right. So I'll get down and start. Let's see it. Zero two out of 50, which is a extreme. I could have opened it for that. <laughs> <laughs> True. So not only do you find the catch right away and slip it, but it's you might as well have brought some WD-40 with you from the future because it just, you turn it without a sound, you slide it gently open, and you can see long shadows, but there's no, you know, there's light on inside, but there's no close activity. Um, you're just You're just in the back of a lightly partitioned, large, blocky building. And you can hear immediately as you, if you're sidling in, I assume. Yep. Um, There's enough ambient noise in the main space that you don't need to worry about stealth rolls. Mm -hmm. You know, just don't yell or shoot off a firecracker. Um, So you can hear, you know, uh, 
small bore warehouse movement, like things are being lifted and dropped and pushed around and there's some voices and it's quite echoey. Uh, and, you know, you see uh, tall, simple wooden pine structures that have goods on them, bills of lading and so on. And you're kind of behind several rows of those from where there's active light, you know, low hanging lamps with broad flat covers. Um, probably six of them are on in toward the door side of the warehouse. Um, I assume you close the door quietly. And uh, if you stop to observe, it's hard to tell there, you know, there's several people there who are dressed in sort of overalls and because they're moving around stuff, like it's, you know, is it four or eight? It's not, you know, but there's, they're basically doing warehouse, normal warehouse work. It's just, you know, for whatever reason, maybe early deliveries, they do stuff after hours. Right. I think that as soon as Raphael opened the door, in my mind, he became the official leader. So Okay. I'm staying behind him. All right. I'm going to do a quick look around and see if I can get a, a certain, the shortest route to the office or if I even know where the office would be. Uh, anybody else got any immediate plans? Um, I want to look around for anything that looks like the barrels of juice on the shelves. The barrels or the symbols is what I'm looking for. Same, yeah. All right. Stay behind Raphael. <laughs> so uh, what we're going to call that is you guys are moving from the deep shadow by the back door up to sort of the edges of some of the large stacked infrastructure so you can trying have a closer stay, look. Trying to stay concealed. But trying, to, trying to keep in the darkness and not make a lot of noise. Um, so let's have uh, spot hiddens for your various attempts. Okay. 19 pass. Ugh, I can clearly see the back of Raphael's head. Well, I get a pass. <laughs> I can't see anything. 95. <laughs> Celia, I didn't hear you. Uh, fail. Fail. Okay. So uh, Harry was looking for juice. And also, Philip, was your that was your intention? Yeah, juice and the symbols. Right. All right. So as you guys creep closer to the lighted area and your eyes, you know, get a little more uh, accustomed to having sharp delineations. Uh, there's a lot of regular inventory in this place. Um, and it's quite varied. It's not like this is a, 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 a lamp factory's warehouse and it's just different boxes with lamps in it. It's, you know, there are cigars and there are candies and there are bales of things and there are large crates and small crates. Um, however, uh, the, the majority of the activity that's actually happening at this hour, you can't make out the writing, but you recognize the small kegs and they, they're at least four of the people are involved with in some fashion filling those kegs from a larger crate or something. Uh, maybe there's barrels inside. It's, it, you know, it's, it's not close. 
but they're definitely like there's a uh, uh, a wheeled you know push cart thing that's got eight of them on it and there's a guy you know one guy carrying one and stacking it and maybe you know and there's uh a couple of other workers moving other things around and there's also a uh, a uh, a woman who a woman in there who is not wearing overalls who's wearing kind of a nice a, a smart suit and she is clearly directing things so um, the uh, so the movers of the the juice do they do they look armed like any bulges you're not close enough to see i mean they're wearing okay. overalls um they could they could each have a you know a a, a pretty big sandwich shoved in some of their pockets and you wouldn't be able to tell it's they're pretty formless okay uh they're um uh philip you were at a regular success yeah um your artistic eye however caught one thing of note which is that on a long steel table near where they're doing their work there is a pile of material or objects that are the same unusual blue as the robe that you found in Pike's trunk. Hey, hey, uh, ch check out that, that, that table over there, the, the cloth, it's the same. Whispering. Uh, yeah. Are, are, they, are they packed like they're being shipped somewhere or like someone just dropped them? It's, I mean, it's an, it's an orderly, I mean, we're talking about, you know, 40 yards or not 40 yards, 60 feet away. Like it's, you know, you're right. looking into the lighted area from the dimness. It, 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 it could, it's, it's like, it's like a sort of squarish mass, but if the color, once Philip points it out, is, is that color. Can, can we determine if there's a better vantage point. Like if we go down this aisle where there's shelves in between us and them, so they can't see us, that we can get closer and maybe peek through the inventory and watch what they're doing from a much closer place. I think you can probably have the distance while still staying pretty much in the dark because they don't have the whole space lit. They have right, the space where they're, they're working lit. So if you take if you take a left and are reasonably cautious, then you should be able to get you know like if they're roughly cat more or less catty corner but not quite you should be able to have the distance going sideways. Okay. You you should do stealth rolls, but you should have a bonus die. Okay, and I'm going to take off my heels. Yeah, Good call. Oh, oh, oh. I am I going to bounce. use my juice bonus die because I rolled. Ah. Oh my God. So I roll an 81. I roll again. I get an 81. I roll again. I get a 91. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's when fate has spoken. Yeah. How did everyone else do? I used seven luck, but I succeeded. I got 35 out of 35. I just got a hard. I, did, nice. not I did not fumble. <laughs> okay, so we have two fails. I was going to try to have Harry's hard success stop you from one of you from knocking a can off a shelf with your elbow. But since two of you have been clumsy, one sharp 
sound. It's a it's one of those tall push brooms. The bottom is so long, and you're in the shadows. So you know you kicked it. It swung around and went clack clack in the in the warehouse, and it echoes, and all the other sound in the warehouse stops. Going to try and uh, shuffle over uh, a row from where that broom was. Mm-hmm. And a futile attempt to hope they don't spot. <laughs> How are these shelves? Maybe we can climb them and hide. I mean, there, uh, there are at least a, 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 a three of those tall uh, wheeled uh, step ladders around because they, you know, they go up twenty feet. At, okay. Uh, to, it would to probably them. make more sense just to run ahead a little and get into the shelf where the stuff is. And try to climb. True. There. Well, that's the way, what I'm going to do. I'm going so to... As, as you guys are like frozen and like thinking frantically, like there's the pause after the clatter, and then you hear a woman's voice, indistinct words, but decisive. And then you more quiet. And if you peer through the shelves, of course, the workers have stopped working and are moving around. Mm-hmm. expanding from their locality the way the warehouse like rows and shelves are built like where there's storage is there any point uh, like if you're on the ground could you crawl under and hide under some of the the shelves or are they directly to the ground uh you there um because the warehouse because the goods are so varied uh the 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 bottom tier is on the cement floor there's no getting under it, but there are, you know, large circular casks of cooking oil or molasses, say, that you could, you know, squeeze onto the shelf, you know, roughly between them or between them and the thing that's next to them that's got a straight side. So they don't, you know, there are gaps. I'm kind of imagining it's like Costco. I've never been to a Costco. Oh, you've never. But I've worked in warehouses. Um, yeah, it is like that. I mean, it, it, it yeah. is like that. Like there's there's stuff that's too high to reach and it's there's a lot of variety. There's it, there's a lot of nooks and crannies and it's pretty dark until they, you know, turn the rest of the lights on, in which case it won't be. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's why I'm going to try and squeeze over to the next one over away from the, the broom. I'll follow. I'll try to hide inside the, the shelf. Hopefully, they'll just walk down the aisle and see the broom fell over by itself. And yeah, my my plan is to find a a good place to to hide. But when I, I see their attention has changed, I want to try and just slowly inch closer and closer to um source of the juice. Uh, all right. Um, let's see that magical 37 luck in action again. You got it. <laughs> 32. Hey! <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, you can see vaguely, you know, the, the group of, of workers fanning out. And then one of them has moved toward the front door, which is almost the opposite side of the building. And, you know, the lights start to flick on. Clack, clack, Fuck. clack, clack. And then a rat 
you know, a really nasty rat this, this big freaks out when the lights come on and it bolts across the room and, uh, and they start turning the lights back on. Like they throw something at it. And then one guy, like two guys start to stalk the rat. That's like bolted across from, you know, in an arc toward the people and then away from the people. Oh no. And uh, they turn the lights back out and go back to work. Holy shit. That was close. Just a rat. Never thought I'd be thankful for uh, Chicago rats. Quite Mm. serendipity. Where did Philip go? Has he gotten closer? Let's see if we can get where he is and watch Mm -hmm. out for knocking things over. I'm going to do a quick look around and see. Uh, I'm still kind of because I'm still wanting to see if I can spot the office. Uh, so you guys uh, having uh, survived, uh, you know, having having your bodies flush with adrenaline um, and uh, got, you know, you did get a little bit of a sense of the space, too, as the lights came on. Mm-hmm. So you've like zigged and zagged a little bit and you are behind uh, a series of, of drums that are on the bottom shelf. Uh, that's, that's the first solid wall of stuff between the open space where they're working. And so you can see that there, you know, in addition to the long middle table, there's a, a second of those carts that they're stacking barrels on. They're drawing uh, from two taps on these sort of square wooden tankards of some kind they're drawing juice into these smaller barrels uh there is um so those so the two the table is perpendicular to the shelving you're hiding behind and the rack with the the tankards is on the other side of that table between that table and the tankards are the two carts uh to your left at the end of the building there is uh, a, a metal stairway that goes up about half of the height of the building, so about one external story to a small office on legs okay. uh, under which there's more stuff stacked. Um, you are sure now that there are six laborers and the overseer woman uh, who's blonde. Um, and on the table, there's uh, some kind of bowl thing there's a couple of maybe tools and the, the blue with the blue stuff is certainly folded robes. Can we, you say there are spigots. Can we see what they're, are they going like just into boxes you said, or is there something out of sight that we can't see? The, they're definitely, I mean, whether there are larger barrels inside the boxes that have a pipe to the edge uh-huh. or something it's, or, or maybe the, maybe the box is metal lined and has juice in it. Hard to say it's maybe they're, you know, maybe they're, cause they're, they're using two of the taps. Maybe they're mixing the things. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, they've got their backs to you. They're, mm-hmm. Is there any vantage point where we would be able to see better? Or- the only things you could do without entering the light, I mean, you, 
you can't really get much closer without entering the light. You can try to clamber up the shelving to look down on things, but that's, you know, iffy. And Is there a gangway that goes around the inside of the building up above? Um, why don't you roll luck? You've got 80 luck. What the heck? I guess there will be in all likelihood. I got a six. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So there is uh, there in, but we'd have to go to the office and then follow on the game. Yeah, there are there are possibly other ladders in the darkness that would lead to the same thing. But to get to see much, you'd probably have to go pretty close on the gangway to the office, and then I mean the lights are only what twelve feet above the cement floor. They're, they're hanging on long things. So if right. you're high enough, you're actually pretty, pretty yeah. shaded. On the other hand, you know, if you're decided about what needs to happen, you know, you have weapons where you are. Yeah. I've, but, got, a, I've got an idea what that we can maybe get us closer. Have one of us go outside and around front just discharge our shotgun a couple times and, a distraction. You know, and they're gonna yeah try and get them to come up front why don't we just make a noise that they go to investigate yeah yeah no anyone happens. anyone see an electrical box on the outside oh, there's got to I, be one. Yeah, there'd be wires coming in but i'm not gonna electrocute myself i'm what if we what if we pick up something in here on the shelf and get to a place where we can chuck it to where it hits way on the other side of the... So on the gangway? No, just do it. And then we can go around and see what the hell they're doing when they all go to investigate. Okay. I mean, so are we, we really just going to shoot these people? or we, we don't even know what they're doing. Yeah, the I want to confirm before I... What if they're just candy makers? Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that on the, the table there is a weird bowl. Yeah. I mean, it's not particularly weird. It's sort of industrial steel bowl. Oh, okay. It could be. What's in the bowl, baby? <laughs> hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm, I'm set on my, I'm going to start shimmying toward the uh, door we came in. So I'm going to try and make a noise on the outside because if they come in, we throw it, then they're, then they find us, but I'm on the outside making noise. I'm on the outside making noise. You know what I mean? And I'll, I'll stay in and uh, just, I'll be the insurance in case anyone else gets caught. I'll be on team. Go get the, the juice supply. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to. I'm on the team. Watch the GM the way his eyes like, yeah. like that. When you use. <laughs> it was the kitten. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Whipping yeah. you in the face. All right. I'm going to. How, how, wait, before you do, how much ammo do we have? Just just what's in the shotgun or. Uh, I think it's perfectly fair that there'd be a cigar box with some shells in it next to those guns behind the bar. So let's say you've got. Uh, it's a it's it's double barreled. You've got two. You've got four extra shells per. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll split it 50-50. So you got four. I got four. All right. Okay, so Raphael's going out the back door. Mm-hmm. Anybody going with him? 
the rest of you are staying clumped where you are in this like kind of dark, dark nearby zone watching. I'm hoping they all go and then we can. I don't know what we're gonna do though. We gotta we gotta see what's in the bowl. The juice, the juice source. The juice, we gotta figure it out because I'm not trying to have any beetle pop out of my chest. Yeah. All right. Itching is fatiguing. Nothing that we're doing here though is gonna stop the beetles from popping out of our chest when you know what? Justin maybe we can question the lady. She looks like she's in charge. Just in case, if he's going on to do the distraction, we've got this many people in juice. I think I'm actually going to try and shoot for the office and okay. see if I can uncover anything there. I don't have a weapon. Well, I've got a steak knife. There you go. <laughs> well, I like. I, I kind of like what Harry said. What if we take the woman hostage Yeah. and ask her questions and threaten to kill her if they try to... Well, we got to be sure that there's some kind of cultists. I don't want to do this to regular people. Well, if she says, we just candy makers, then we just let them go. Well, if if there's anything to find out, it's probably in that office. That's true. Maybe we should all just go for the office. All right. So you guys are whispering intensely to each other. Yeah. um, Behind some barrels of molasses. Uh, The street's dark and quiet. mm -hmm. Uh, Raphael doesn't see anybody. Um, how close do you go to the front door before you discharge, and and what do you? Well, do you... what I'm going to do is I'm going to look for a rock and just throw it at the because I assume the front door is like metal or something. Yeah, I'm, it's, it's not it's wooden, with metal wood, wood yeah. steel on. Yeah, yeah, I'm not throwing it at the window. If there's a window, I'm just going to throw it at the uh, door to you know to make a loud bang on the door essentially. Mm-hmm. So I'm throwing a rock at the door. All right. Um, because it's fairly thick wood with metal in the front and back, it's a kind of dull thud. Mm. It's a it's a little disappointing. You know, you got a piece of concrete that fit in your hand. Yeah. You could try to find something bigger. Now, I'll uh, I'll walk uh, up. First of all, so I'll kind of sit there, you know, because you'd sit there for a bit after you threw it because you're like, well, maybe it was louder inside. And right. when I after I start getting that feeling that it's not, I'm going to walk a little bit closer. I'm going to be almost right next to the door and just uh, aim up and squeeze off one barrel. Okay. Um, so that's loud. And then what? And then I'm going to kind of uh, run away from the door. So it looks like I'm just in the street, you know, and uh, my acting is uh, not the best, but I'm going to try and put on like, what? What was it? What's, who's shooting? You're the only person out there at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I know. He I'm puts nervous. on a good show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you scurry away, mm-hmm. um, but you're not immediately going back to the back door or anything. You're no, just, no, no, no. You're uh, playing passerby. Yeah. Are you? What are you going to do with the shotgun? Just yeah, like just, holding it behind you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So inside the warehouse. You know, you're waiting tensely, like the people are moving around. It's not, you know, you're like, it's that space between anxiety and tedium. And and then you hear the shotgun blast. You didn't hear anything else before that. And again, everybody in the warehouse stops moving. Uh, and the woman, uh, you know, she's got like, I don't know, a, a, a clipboard 
sort of thing. And she slaps it down on the metal table and it rings a little bit. And she's like, ah, I, don't, I don't know that. Uh, and um, four of the men hurry toward the front door. Uh, and two of them keep working on the task. And she's like, you know, you, you, the, you finally make out a word that she says in a string of mumbling. And that word is pike. Um, pike. Uh, and they, you know, they open the door. Uh, there's actually a tiny foyer between the warehouse and the street. Uh, and so you learn that the workers are armed um, because they all draw revolvers from their jumpsuits. And two of them stay on the inside and two of them head out into the street uh, where you see two uh, concerned, tense, maybe slightly paranoid guys in uh, overalls step into the dimly lit street with drawn revolvers. Are you making any attempt to hide? No, in fact, I'm going to, because uh, I've got pretty good singing skill, I'm going to uh, start singing like I'm drunkenly singing a uh, Soviet revolutionary song. Oh, no. All right. Um, uh, so the most appropriate, is that persuade, maybe? What's the most, it's not... Uh, yeah. Fast talk? Fast, well, actually, be... what's your fast talk like? Uh, not good. Not good. My fast talk, like, or, I, fast so talk the plan active. is not good. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying it's a good plan. I, I think my singing is very good. I feel like it should be a combined fast talk and singing. All right. Let's, let's go for it. A glorious marching on. And uh, uh, well, I sang really well, but uh, I did not fast talk really really well and i i I look up at look up at them and try and do the uh bring down the (laughs) capitalistic uh so they they look at each other in in multiple disbelief and they uh you know they they don't like hide their revolvers but they kind of just put them back in their overall pockets with their hands on them and one of the guys is like, "Dear a fucking sh- gun out here, asshole." I I discharged one in celebration. The uh, the revolution was successful. The uh, Comatone will march across the globe and and cast down all businesses. The fuck is he talking, Jerry? Uh, I, Okay, asshole. And he, he removes the revolver again and starts walking toward you with his friend covering him. He's like, you know, we're trying to do a little honest business here and you are fucking around with me and I won't have it. You get out of here as quick as you can or I'm going to shoot your commie face off. Ah, uh, is it? I'm going to give myself a power to see if I can say calm with a gun kind of in my... Oh, I do. Uh, oh, that is just, just like... Uh, just like the exploiters of the working class. You're on my last nerve, buddy. Get the hell out of here. Really? Move oh. oh, well, I, come on, come on. Well, at least one drink with me. One drink. Oh, for fuck's sake. And he's, you know, like approaching you to, to pistol whip. 
Right. I kind of uh, do the walk backwards and I don't want to stumble as I kind of yeah. walk back. But he is moving away from the building, which in my mind is like, hey, this is good. I'm getting him away. Are okay. there four guys outside? There are there are two guys who left the building. There are two guys who stayed by the door inside the warehouse. Well, I've got one extra guy. Sorry, because we only have five. I've got two guys who went outside. Uh, one guy who stayed by the door and two guys who are still at the juice tank. Okay. Uh, and the woman is mostly walked toward the door, too. She's got her back to the warehouse while she's waiting to find out what the story is about. So that clipper clipboard she put down, I got that's in the light, and that's by these other two workers that are laboring, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, point. The, the, going on here? The that, spigots where the stuff they're getting it from, is that like up on top of the shelf? So if the if the first tier of stacked goods comes up to maybe you know five right. feet or so, they're roughly five. So yeah, the tanks are well above head height, okay. and the spigots about right here. Okay. All right, guys. I don't know what kind of honest warehouse workers keep sets of matching robes and keep themselves armed all night. Yeah, something's fishy. I don't see any way to get to that keyboard, to that that uh, clipboard, or that office without. Well, at least we have a shotgun. We do. We have probable cause. Celia's mute. Did I oh, hear and, Raphael out there singing? You can't hear me. No, we, no, we can't, can't hear you. Okay, okay. sorry. Um, no, I was just saying I I really want to get in. I really want to get into that office. Well, let's go. Let's. Uh, yeah, take while advantage. they're distracted, we can go towards yeah. the office. Yep. I'm gonna okay. try to. I'm gonna try to like move into that. Yeah. How many people are going for the office? If uh, some of them are going. Knows. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold the line. I'll stick with Philip. Yeah, because I want to listen out for shots from the street in case something goes horribly I'll, wrong. With I'll that go with Celia to the office. Okay, the women are, are barefoot and shuffling up the, the the metal stairs as quickly and quietly as they can. It's gonna require stealth rolls. Okay, this is where I'm going to use my advantage. From oh the boy, <laughs> me too. Oh, I should have done that on my fast one. <laughs> oh, oh, five. Right, I don't even need to. Yes, yes. Okay. I had terrible stuff, but I made it. Uh, fantastic. Um, so you uh, slip up the stairs. The door to the office is unlocked. Um, it's got window, it's, you know, it's a small room. It's like six by eight. And it's got windows on all three sides. And it, there's a lamp in there, but there's, it's not on. Right. And there's no overhead lighting. So you're right, basically, right. you know, the reflected light from the warehouse floor is what you've got. Uh, it's not obviously very interesting, right? There's a filing cabinet. There's a wooden chair and a desk with a typewriter. There's... Um, a bunch of folders in one of those standing things uh, next to the next to um, except for the fact that you know you'd need an accounting role in time to figure out how they were right running the paperwork for the juice, right, right. which is not a legitimate business. It's a lot of invoices for cigars and candy. However, 
uh, you should still make a spot hidden roll each. 72 59 out of 60 so just barely okay just barely well uh celia it's you can't see very clearly because again these are all you know there are layers of planks and stacked goods but you're looking down you know the there's the the blonde lady in the distance by the door there's the two guys you know filling the keg casks and you look at the large containers they're filling them from and they're they don't have tops on them uh they're the inside is is pale in color and it's moving eleanor 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 what what look look it's move whatever's in there is moving let's um so you could only like, see, you know, like, you know, the shelf above it cuts it off. So you can see, you know, maybe a foot and a half from the top. And, you know, you can see that there is like, so it's, 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 it's sealed with, I don't know, wax or tar or something on the inside. And there's a large object or objects inside that are very pale and can kind of writhing can we move then along the gangway quietly in our bare feet in the sh shadows above you might be and able to get a better view get a better view yeah 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 it's gonna need another stealth roll though because you're out in, you're out in the open i didn't have to use that advantage on the last one because the first roll did do it so if i can that's an 04 Oh, finally, my rolls are coming on my Taking side. off your shoes makes all the difference, <laughs> it turns out. Yeah, not for me. I got a 92. Okay. Uh, Push it. it. You know, and it's nothing you did. It's well, maybe I like, get a look at the last moment and then I make it. My, my O4 is an extreme, if that makes any difference at all. That's, uh, you know, so here's what happens. Uh, is gracefully moving along like a little ghost. And she's getting a sense, a little bit of a better view. And then she sees and stops abruptly. So abruptly that Eleanor like sort of stops too. And she steps on a slat of the middle gangway that has a rotten rivet and it goes bang. And the one little plank of it just sort of bang. And everything again stops. Um, while Celia's looking at it's it's more or less it's like a a 30 foot long maggot inside that container writhing in like a sea of juice that they're tapping um so you need to roll for sanity <laughs> we both uh, I assume that you're going to see it soon enough. So, yeah. Regular success. Oh. I got an 87. Uh, I'm sorry, Celia, what was your? I got an regular, 87. Regular success. Regular mm -hmm. success. Okay. One for success, one D4 for fail. Oh, that's all? Not so bad. I mean, you knew it was bad news. Well, technically, I got a four. What if I scream? Can I do uh, a, a willpower to see if I keep from screaming? I mean, you, the thing has already gone pwang, but you can sure. 
Let's see if you hold it together to that extent. Mm, I got a 25. So okay. I, I'm like, so you guys are both frozen in terror. And then there's just this metal sound. Going, and like the two keg workers just sort of like look idly around. Uh, but uh, the overseer like swivels her head like a raptor and says, you two stop and points directly at you. All right, Harry, now's our moment. Eleanor, speak the language. Maybe maybe that'll at least confuse them for a minute. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'm going to yell out something like, don't cross the bridge until, <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> in, the fa- in the foreign language. Sure. Let's see if you can, let's see what you can roll for linguistics. I'd like yeah. to see a hard for that. We and give ourselves to the key of the game. I started out hard because I got a 90 <laughs> in linguistics. I got a 35, so that is... That is a hard. All right. Uh, so you start chanting part of what you remember from the vision and, you know, what you translated in the diner. Yeah. And uh, the two keg workers that, you know, have noticed because she yelled, stop. And she sort of puts her hands on her hips. Uh, and then she says, you're early, Uh, come down here. And she calls out to the guy at the door and the guy at the door calls out to the goons on the street and everyone comes back in. Uh, And as you, I assume you guys are going toward- Coming down, yeah, coming down. Uh, Certainly the guy at the door still has his revolver in his hand as he comes back into the warehouse proper. Uh, And the blonde lady goes to the table and takes one of the robes from the top of the stack and flips it and starts to put her robe on. I'll pick Mm. one up too and put it on like, yep, I belong here. (laughs) So am I on the street by myself? You are on the street. They locked the door behind them. Uh, You did not get pistol pistol whipped. Does anybody have a gun? Does anybody want to shoot the giant insect queen? <laughs> um, so we come down sheepishly, I guess, and put on our robes. And she's, you know, she's sort of she's looking at you, and she goes over and picks up her clipboard and flips through a couple sheets. Uh, Richards. Yes. Uh huh. And she's like. Oh, Jackson. Yes. All right. Well, we, you know, uh, where are the rest? Where's Pike? Messy end. Unfortunate. I don't understand. The bug got out. Oh, Pike. Pike, Pike, Pike. All right. Well, that's disappointing, but I guess I'm not totally surprised. He was weak-willed, uh, but we still need, um, you know, we need a, we need a full group. These guys are not, you know. Um, so, who do you have? We should have uh, Destasto. Did Destasto make it? What? Um, you? Uh, um, that was he Tony. Was, he was freaking out. The eclipse isn't. For, well, it's all right. It's close enough. Okay. And she, um, 
the, she she uh, puts her hands in the steel bowl and sort of it's it's like maybe I don't know watered wine or something. She just sort of runs her hands in it and rubs them together, uh, and then she starts the chant. Um, and you know it begins. We give ourselves to the key and the gate, and we are going to enter into combat rounds now. Do we want to take a five-minute break before we do? Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, I have all your beginning sanities, but I'm not sure where you're at now. Um, I guess we should... Well, let me just get your current sanities, and then we can... 56 for me. Um, 64 for me. I've only lost one. 49. 54. 45. Ooh. Okay. Nobody's lost a whole lot, but um, so uh, yeah, we let's begin because I sh- the audience should know the reason we're going to combat rounds before combat. Okay. So she raises her hands in the air without waiting for you to clasp hers. Okay. And she begins chanting the chant. And the first line is, we give ourselves to the key and the gate. And everything in all five of your minds skids a little to one side. Um, and the reason we're in combat rounds mechanically is that every round that she is chanting, you're each going to lose one sanity point. Um, and non-mechanically by the time she gets the second line our sacrifice opens the door you feel a little you know dizzy a little vertiginous Uh, and by the time she gets the third line all become one all become dust that, that oily yellow light that was coming in filaments out of pike is coming out of each of you and toward the others. So outside where you can't hear or see any of this, I assume you're making your way back toward the rear door that you left ajar. Yep. So you feel, you know, momentarily dizzy, you will wobbly and odd. And then the brightest thing in the alley is this filament this sinuous light. moving tendril of light that is reaching toward the inside of the warehouse. And, you know, it feels, it doesn't feel like part of you, like a toe, but it feels maybe as much of you as your hair does. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's attached to you, this filament. Um, and the fourth line, I, our souls shall bridge the present and the past. I want to fire upon them before like anything happens, uh, before like more of the chant happens, because it sounds like they're about to sacrifice themselves from what I can gather. So I want to shoot one of the uh, armed men. You too, right? So you're in on your same things happening to you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm seeing it and I'm like, Oh, no way, no bug's going to come out of me. And, and no as way a matter to, of fact, you know, your, the ability to stay hidden is going to become limited because yeah, so I the spokes act. are coming out of her. 
as well, and they're pointing at you, and they mm-hmm. they glow. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> we're we're out in the open. So club ready. Okay, now you were. Well, the ladies went upstairs to the office. You guys remained hunkered down behind the nearest but darkest chunk. Are you going to step out to take I a mean, shot? Now, well, so, for, for me, I'm just running with the melee. Okay. Yeah. Now, so, sorry. But I just didn't want to shoot at the lady because she's probably going to be closest to Celia and Eleanor. So right. That's why I'm going right. to take out the people. I mean, you've got a shortened shotgun. You're not going to be able to. Yeah. Right aim at her without endangering your mm-hmm. friends, certainly. So, However, the guys with the guns aren't chanting. Right. That's they, true. They might be mumbling. I mean, they're far away, too. They're, sort of, they're just I'm, coming in. I'm going to make an opening for Philip. So I'm going to take out the guys so Philip can run to the lady who's chanting. Yeah, I'll do yeah. that. Yeah, we'll okay. do that. All right. But So, yes, go ahead. Okay. If he fires that gun, I've got my knife ready. <laughs> So I was planning on doing like an Alia Stark and slicing it across the woman's neck when, since I'm right in front of her. Is that a Game of Thrones Friends reference? Yeah. <laughs> um, I got it. I didn't get it, but I, I got so before, it. All right. Before so we're, gets... we're working in rounds. So we're going to say that okay. the chant is around. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we lose one sanity. So you've all lost a sand point. Um, yep. And in, and then that time, uh, Harry and Philip emerge from behind the things. Uh, so I get well. Okay, in a round, Harry, you can either again the 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 table is parallel to the shelves with the drums of juice, and that's parallel but a distance to the thing you're hiding behind. If you come around the left, you're really far from the door but it's the closest way out. Or you can spend the whole round sort of running down this row and then you'll be much closer to the armed men who just came in from outside. So it's up to you whether you want to like emerge and take a shot at a distance or get down again, because you you are, you were ready with a weapon, but the, mm-hmm. you know, you had gone to the left to get closer to the area and the door is to your right. So it's just not optimal. Like you're you just spraying lead in the general direction of the guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a whole round to get in position. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Philip, you could go the same way on his heels, or you can you're closer to the chanter and, su- and such if you stay on the left side, but you might want to stay hidden until he fires. Yeah. Uh, based so on what I'm you said, thinking, I want to get closer to the chanting woman, but if he's just repositioning and we're not loud yet. I want to just I want to just sneakily get like ideally into when things go awry in a round I could run up and attempt a whacker. Um. Okay, so first combat round, she chants the whole chant. Harry makes a run for it. Philip's like edging up and trying to stay in shadows, but you can't get into the wells of light, so you're not going to be on top. But both Celia and Eleanor are within five feet of the woman. You know, that all the robes were in a stack. And the woman, to be fair, with, you know, five rays of tendril light coming out of her torso, doesn't seem to be very attentive to the immediate scene. Right. Her juice men are right there, though. 
right? They're no longer tapping the worms that you don't yet know about, you lucky souls. Um, they're sort of just, you know, they're like getting amped up for the ritual because it wasn't supposed to happen until like four in the morning, but close enough. Uh, and so the other men are coming in. Um, is there, Keith, I think yes. that round will get you to the back door. Okay. Um, do you want to prepare anything or are we, are we on to the next round? Just on to the next round. I'm just okay. walking hurriedly that way. All right. So, you know, at each, each iteration of the chant, the tendrils become firmer and brighter, as you'd expect. Mm -hmm. um, and, you, and you feel, it's, you know, you're a little unreal. You're not anywhere near a point where you'd need to make a power roll um, yet. Uh, but it definitely like it's it's a little you have to try a little harder to focus on what's real because it, this thing is happening that you have inadvertently been involved in. So next round, everyone loses a sanity point. And she starts again at the beginning. Um, Celia and Eleanor need to make power rolls to not chant with her. Oh yeah. No, I'm chanting. <laughs> I'm chanting okay. right along. <laughs> I'm 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 pretending sort of, but not. You're doing that whole pledge of a, agreement to the stag of the <laughs> mutated flights of, yeah. For witches um, stand. The witches stand. The witches. Uh, but Celia's like Celia's Celia's like. There's a little moment where her 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 tendril pulses brighter. Okay. Um, and she's chanting. Uh, okay, and then. Uh, Harry, you've, you've braced yourself against the end of the thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, the three guys have all come in and they're in a, in, a, in a loose ring. So maybe eight feet from each other. And they're sort of all moving toward the table, just an observant, like they, they've locked the door to the outside where the idiot is. They're just like coming into the world. So they, one of them still has his revolver in hand, the one who was going to knock him on the noggin because he just hasn't bothered to stick it in his pocket. Um, the other two were, it, it's handy, but they're not. Uh, and in terms of like distance, like you're not going to kill any of these three men because of this presume, presumable spray of a shotgun. What's your uh, long firearm? Oh, it's 25. Okay, so you don't know a whole lot about this. Uh, you could try to focus on one of the guys. You could just sort of point in the direction and pop. How how um how far away are they from me? They're forty feet. Forty feet. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just need to make some noise, so, and I don't want them to hurt my friends. So I am going to raise the twelve gauge and fire using the juice bonus die. Okay. Are you doing one or two barrels? Just um, all in, both barrels. Okay. Nice. So that's two to oh. six. I, I did roll a 10, so uh, 11. So oh. we can, well, why not? Why not spend six luck to make that uh, extreme? Okay. Yep. Uh, you know, the, there's some limit to physics involved, yes. but uh, so let's see, that's, so, so the, the central guy, because of extreme, 
is actually getting the full effect of the middle of that shot. Uh, so let me see what he'll... And that was a six, and that was a six. He's down okay. on his back. Yeah. Uh, he's not dead, but he's in trouble. Uh, the other two guys, I'm going to split the other six between them. And so one guy, uh, you winged. Um, he, a, a guy took five and a guy took two for you know record keeping. Um, so uh, they are both... Uh, Injured, angry, and no longer interested in the ritual, but trying to figure out where, if they can see. And there probably is, even if you're pretty well shaded, mm -hmm. you know, there's probably smoke and the sound of it, even in an echoey warehouse. Like they've got their like drawn and headed your way. Okay. Um, but, 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 that that basically takes all of the goons' attention away from the ceremonies. So, in that regard, you're successful. Um, does that mean, Eleanor, that you're going to try to strike? Yeah. Yeah. The second that gun goes off, I we probably both we probably all jump. Mm -hmm. That's a loud bang. But mm -hmm. as soon as as soon as we do that, I'm like, I'm going to slash with the, the knife. Okay. So fighting brawl. Yeah. I get a 25. Uh, right. That's a 25 out of 40. Uh, right. I, I can uh, spend five points to make it a hard. Um, I gave her a bonus die because even though she's distracted by the spell, you're also connected. Okay. Like she could feel you moving before you moved, okay. but she still rolled a seventy-five. So, okay. uh, you were you, the, your gesture looked like you were stabbing her in the. I'm trying to cut her throat. Cut her throat. Okay. Um, and you rolled a hard. It's gonna. De it's gonna depend on how much damage I do to her. Yeah. Let's see that roll. Uh, knife one d four plus two plus damage. I don't have any damage bonus. All right. Three plus two, five. Okay, uh, that is that is a nasty cut, um, but it is not uh, half of her hit points. Um, it's enough to stop her talking. <laughs> well, that's the horrible thing. Uh, you know, blood starts to pour out of it, uh -huh. like violently. And her speech now has bubbles of blood on it, but her voice just gets deeper. And she, and you can tell the chant is like not, I mean, it's coming from Celia, it's coming from her and it's coming, it's also, it's ambient. Like right, coming from this the thing is speaking through her as well as, as her. Um, and so that leaves only Philip and Raphael. Um, Philip, I guess, is going to take this time to run toward them because you had a distance to cover. Um, and uh, and actually, Raphael's more or less in the same position, so he could get close yeah. enough to take a shot if he wants to. I'm going to run in and assess the uh, situation before I just start. I mean, all I know is I've got tendrils coming out of me and I heard a shotgun blast. Yeah. yeah. So uh, third round, 
sand loss, just a little dribble. So that puts me at my indefinite insanity threshold. There we go. There we go, baby. I shouldn't have lost that six early on. <laughs> uh, fumble, man. That was an interestingly timed fumble. Uh, so the uh, the man down has just rolled onto his side and is sort of trying to hold his guts in. Uh, the other two are have maybe have the distance between themselves and Harry. Uh, one of the keg boys has turned on all the warehouse lights. So click, 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 click. There's no longer any real shadow to hide in. Um, uh, Raphael, you have to make a power roll. Uh, and so does Eleanor. Actually, everyone except Celia has to make a power roll. Oh, regular. Oh, three. I, I failed. It's not a critical fail, but I failed. I failed. Okay. Um, let me see. Uh, I should have had Celia roll a sand loss for that. Right, but it's just, yeah. Uh, Celia, can you retroactively roll sand? It's just sure. zero or one for each of you who have failed power. Uh, that's an 08, so I succeed in the power extreme yeah. success. You say a uh, uh, failed sorry, power, this, you lose one sand? That, sorry, that, so the failed power means you start chanting. If you start chanting, you roll for power, and it's zero if you succeed and one if you fail. All right, so... You asked I, me to roll sanity? Yeah, that, and that was for the last, that was for when you started chanting. Oh, okay, I understand. So you didn't lose any further... All right, I understand. I also rolled sanity for when I slashed the woman's throat. Oh, good. Thank you. So, but I only lost one. Okay. Now I think I've lost it because I'm chanting. Yeah, I start chanting. All right. Um, so as the four of you... Oh, yeah. Four, five of you, including the overseer. Everyone except Philip is now chanting. Um, the uh, tendrils are brighter and you were sort of, whether you feel like it or not, you are sort of walking towards each other. Like the thing is drawing you physically toward a connection, connected space. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, good news is that the goons who were marching on Harry see him coming out of the shadows, his shotgun lacks in his arm. In the distance, Raphael appears as well, but the shadows have been diminished. And they now relax. They feel like there's not anything to worry about. Um, I think that leaves only Philip to act this round while you all chant. I've got to try and smack her. All become one. All become dust. Slash it, which might knock her head off. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. What, what's my. Do I really want to do that, though? <laughs> well, 41 luck to get an extreme. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. well, I don't know about that. Don't yeah. die with luck. That's right. No, I, this is so dumb, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> 
I have 14 luck left. <laughs> okay. So you ran out of the, uh, do you know what? Uh, she gets a dodge roll, even though she's enchanted because you're connected. But that piece of uh, pipe with concrete under the back is such a nasty piece of business that I'm going to give you a bonus die before you spend all the luck in the world. Oh, okay. <laughs> and if you fail, you can still spend all the luck in the world. But I'm yeah. just going to... Oh, okay. That makes it a normal pass to begin with. Um, I'm still going to blow nine luck to uh, make it a hard, just in case. That seems like a, a, a middle, reasonable middle ground. Um, right, and she's lost. And she failed her magic dodge, so she's going to take the D8 or D10? It's a D8, a, I think. Brut, a brutal club? That. A uh, large club? 1D8 plus uh, damage bonus. I don't have a damage bonus. Right. Isn't an extreme just the full amount? Well, he got I a hard amount. Hard. Oh, he got no, a hard. I, I no, didn't, I didn't go for the extreme. It's okay. Uh, as anticipated, uh, she just got an 8 out of eight. Um, so uh, her head just is flops back off of the neck and there's vertebrae. And the esophagus is still trying to chant. doing something. And her mouth on the floor is still writhing, but the chant is broken. Uh, and the four of you who were entranced, all of the symbols on your body feel incredibly hot and painful for a minute. And then the next thing you hear is the employees running out the warehouse doors in a panic. The There's 10 tendrils of light fade into darkness. There's giant maggots up there, and I point out. Mm. Well. Yeah, we gotta destroy those. We've been drinking bug juice. Yeah. Bug juice? Well, not a surprise that capitalists just, would do anything to make money. Oh my god. Just set the whole place on fire. Yeah. I agree. Phil, it looks let's, like let's uh, find, you really saved us. I think I had a lucky shot. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason why we were celebrating. And yes, uh, so the next day, the Chicago Tribune will have an uh, item about an unexplained fire in a warehouse on the lake side. Um, over the next three days, uh, your marks will fade and vanish. I'm keeping one of the ropes um, as a memento. That's an interesting choice. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm keeping that pipe forever. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm framing it. Well, maybe not framing you it. You should rub it, off uh, the tissue and the hair. Here. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. obviously. I, I, I'm off, especially I'm since off it's boots. a murder weapon. I'm off but, yeah. for a while. <laughs> I, I consider that my lucky club. <laughs> no and more weird, weird booze from a, a speakeasy. No more booze. <laughs> That's yeah. where I am. No, no more. <laughs> And uh, over the next year or so, without the juice, all of your particular inspirations fade away. 
and you return to the mediocrity that you had experienced in your life before these special nine months that called you together. You would never figure out that uh, equation, uh, your solo show, kind of a flop. The IRS does eventually call you, but uh, the job is just miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the peculiar musical ideas that Harry got do not catch on. Uh, and nobody wants to work with him. He's very irritable. Uh, and uh, Eleanor ends up teaching uh, Spanish com- comparative languages at a community college in Spokane. I'm happy, though. <laughs> but you did save the world. Um, so there's that. So mm. tell us the story. What was going on? So the. Uh, the overseer, never named overseer, uh, she uh, is uh, a Yithian. Ah. She's inhabited <laughs> by a Yithian. Um, and they use alien technologies, including biological technology, to build this substance. And they were looking for people with attributes that were necessary to build a, a permanent gate from an ancient Yithian time to the current time. They wanted a bridge for whatever incomprehensible Yithian reason, and you were to make the physical bridge. And there were, you know, about a dozen people that they, it was an experiment, you know, to see what of your species would be suitable to formulate this. Tony's chemistry was just off by a little bit. You know, the, the people that Pike had crossed off were people who had failed in various ways. Uh, and you guys, you know, and it was also astronomically the correct date. It was a it was a time to to test the next stage of the process. Cool. Yeah. Oh, so the juice connected you to extra dimensional information from Yithian worlds, and which end of the bug did it come out of? <laughs> you know, they they they're different than us. It's not so much ends is just everything and nothing it's not nice <laughs> our players included holly buto alex sun shams sabin uh keith craig and myself with david gasway as the keeper of the secrets we have a discord server where you can chat with our other members you can set up private games and learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering we provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness. For another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of the Google role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good game.